Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to episode 79 of another Woodshop podcast. Insert witty intro here. Cue laughter. <laughs> oh, crap. I was supposed to change that. That was, one of, your, that was one of your best. Uh, <laughs> none to you, Mike. Okay. No, back to you, Mike. Back to you, Mike. No. Hey, this week's episode is sponsored by Murka. Murka has been a longtime sponsor of this podcast, and we are very thankful for them. They are great to us and great to the community, and they have great sanders. They got great dust-free sanders, and they've got really great abrasives. So if you don't have a Merca sander, go check them out. They are awesome. They work really well, and we highly recommend them over here at the podcast. So big thanks to Merca. You guys are awesome. Uh, Next, I'd like to give some attention to our Patreon page because we got a new patron over there, and if you're not a member of the meh, Army, now is the time because this week, if you join as a patron, you get all the benefits you paid for, and you can do that by going over to patreon.com forward slash. Yeah, we're running the special, and we will keep our word on what you sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast, you can be a member of the Meh Army, and you could join the likes of Ed from Oak Ridge Woodworks. Ed is the most recent member, and we really appreciate him. So I want to know Ed. if Ed is part of the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> He's the founding yes. father of the Oak yeah. Ridge Boys. I Everyone think Oak Ridge Boys run the Merca account, <laughs> the Merca Braces account. <laughs> good. No, this is good information. You got to know this about Ed. So big thanks to uh, big thanks to Ed over there. Uh, also, you know, I don't want to like pivot too fast, but we got a pretty important message this week. And uh, I'm just going to read it because it, I can't do it any justice if I give any, uh, well, you know, here we go. Hello. <laughs> Hope you don't mind our reaching out. We find you on Instagram, really like your feed, and feel you'd be a great fit for our affiliate program. We sell gorgeous, high-quality wigs made from human hair. Working with us, you'll earn 15% commission on each sale generated from your own affiliate link. For instance... Yeah. If you successfully sell a $100 product to your, to your followers, you will receive $15 in case Whoa. you don't understand how much percentages work. <laughs> Dude, I think that's 15%. Not bad, right? Sell more than five mm. and we'll send you the product for free along Ooh, with your commission wow. amount. <laughs> Interested? Let me know by replying to this invite and I'll help you get started. Thanks for reading. New Guys, style. This is the trash we get. No, 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 this is not trash. This isn't trash. This is not trash. I'm sorry, it's quality. Things aren't going so good for me, all right? <laughs> Look at Mike. <laughs> we were thinking we all record with wigs on. But we can do it. But Clearly, but we'd have to won't send us wigs. To get us all wigs, we'd have to sell 15 of them. <laughs> yeah. What's, what really grabs me there is they're not going to send us a a Free product wig. to show yeah. people. We have, to, no. we, have to dis- we have to discuss their wig and sell their wig before having the hands on their wig. <laughs> What a great setup. You guys are morons. Don't email us again. Okay, so big thanks to them Can't for wasting our time. If you send us a wig first, we're on I, board. I, Did they even use our name in the intro? Or was it just like, No, it's just hey, like, hello, dear prince. Or person? No, it just says hello. 
Hello. Um, hey, you know what? We have a new segment, and we have a great jingle for it. And I just, I, I mean, it's sweeping the whole country. Everyone keeps sending Damn. me memes about Black Betty, and it goes a little something like this. Oh, Black Betty, ramble him. And this is when I realized that I wasn't looking at what time it was, and I have to write that down. So uh, that's fine. No big deal. Yeah. I've got it all as well. <laughs> 10, 42, no. our so, time. <laughs> so we have some new uh, – we're doing this segment. So people are asking where can they leave reviews. So we got this new review segment. Uh, the main place to really leave reviews is iTunes. We're not real sure – well, I say we. I'm not real sure how to pull up reviews from the other platforms. There certainly must be a way. I'll look into that this week. Um, Android's a thing, I think. Whatever yeah, they have the Google podcast catcher store. you're playing from, there should be a leave a review thing. Well, most of I think aggregate to iTunes on those on those podcast catchers. Somebody had a fire idea in the pre-show chat, and I think we should have a Yelp account. I think we should. We should. Yelp I think it'd be hilarious a podcast with a Yelp. <laughs> we could put the address as the AWP headquarters. Y'all know where that's at. Yeah, Dan's house. You really want that, Dan? <laughs> I Dan don't is, care. Dan gets a bunch of poor, poor Kayla. Do you want like Uline catalogs coming to your house? Because <laughs> I already get them. <laughs> think we're a business. Oh, I already get them. <laughs> Listen, let me get to these really important reviews real quick. So yes, please. Uh, DJ Reach fourteen says, "Well, first of all, five out of five stars. That's the only option." After dealing with a recent termite infestation, my exterminator told me that the best option for getting rid of them was to play the show on full blast with some nice mood lighting, and they would be gone. (laughs) Well, I thought it was weird, but I went ahead and gave it a try. I turned my amps up to 11, lit some candles, and hit play. I couldn't believe what I saw. What? For the Yelp Yelp account, Mm -hmm. we have to be a, a, a termite, like... A pest control uh, company? No. Pest control, yes. <laughs> no, we're machine rental. We get the we scissor lifts. We're <laughs> Nebraska scissor lifts. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be based out of Omaha. Oh It'll we'll only rent Nebraska <laughs> scissor lifts. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't believe what I saw. Oh, there's Those, more. There's oh yeah, we're not done. This is like a two paragraph oh, no, review. No. I couldn't believe what I saw. Those little boogers came crawling out of every nook and cranny they were in and vacated the house and died in the driveway. <laughs> this is truly the best best insecticide known to man that no oh, one what knows. What a bunch about. of RJ Hammies. Five out of five would recommend. All right, this next review is from five oh seven Shop of Wood. Uh, the subject is survive. Five out of five. At first, I was afraid. Survive. I was petrified. I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> Kept thinking I could never live without these uh, these other woodshop podcasts by my side. But then I spent so many nights listening to AWP sing their song, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Fantastic. This is by far my favorite thus far. Yeah, this, this I love my favorite <laughs> review ever. <laughs> That's fantastic. All Turn right. song lyrics into a review. Oh. <laughs> Pete will send you a dollar. All right, uh, that That's, is no, that is worth ten AWP bucks. Yep, ten AWP. Cash yeah. in all seven. If you listen to the pre-show, you, you understand what the uh, yeah yeah. The, Check out that the, pre-show. The, yeah, AWP bucks. What is that called the uh, the conversion rate? Yeah. yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> all right, Sean Lincoln, uh, five out of five, of course. Rated ten out of five. Polish conversion. Whoa, this <laughs> metric. <laughs> Uh, I learned everything I didn't need to know by listening to AWP. 
After listening to these to the guys, I feel such a connection. I think we met and should shellack each other's sentences. What? Keep it golden, pony boys. That's it. Shellack each other's Shellack each other's what? Sentences. Yeah. You heard each other. Alright. Alright, listen. I Hey, cut him some shellack. It's his first review. Uh, did we talk about wigs? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. did talk was, about I wigs. told you it was a hair-brained idea. Oh, man. We're never going to make money off this. By the hair off my back. All right. Um, the next <laughs> segment is also we get moved from one segment to another by Dan's angelic voice. And this next one is Dan You're... singing this. What's up, my bitch? Oh, God. It's beautiful. You're really paranoid for like about staying on track this week. What have I because I screwed up last time? Because yeah, of last week, I've become a jingle maker. Shellac event. Dan, jingle maker. Dan, jingle maker. The slash jingle photographer. <laughs> slash woodworker. Slash numbers guy. I need your new Instagram page to be Dan's jingles. <laughs> <laughs> it would have like three posts. Yeah, just jingle maker. All right. Uh, jingle maker. So, oh, I better get the questions out, huh? Oh, no, we're talking about what's on my bench. <laughs> just kidding. Gotcha. Just uh, kidding. Dan. Since yours is going to be the fastest, what is on your bench? <laughs> you said it would be. <laughs> Every week it's going to be the fastest. You guys, you'll, you'll never guess. I've been working on Etsy orders in my shop. On your CNC? Dude, I'm telling you, Etsy orders are feeding the family right now. I'm so like grateful for everybody Fire. who orders over there. So thank you, everybody. Fire. Um, been doing a lot of that. I made some uh, trays and stuff with my CNC. Nothing, nothing fancy. I had a bunch of cutoffs from some of the bow ties that I make. So the bow ties that I make are only three-eighths of an inch thick, which leaves me with about a three-eighths of an inch thick piece. And instead of reusing it, because those bow ties are pretty small, I don't want them like uh, coming loose, and I don't want to have to put a tab on them. If you're familiar with CNC work, you understand what a tab is. Why don't you want to put a tab so, on them, if I may ask? Yeah. So they don't so they don't move around during the cut if I cut all the way through. Well, wouldn't you want to use a tab? Cut. Yeah, way. I don't want I don't want to put a tab on them. I, I don't want to have to like route off the tab. I it, it oh, it takes too much time. I see. It's all about efficiency with these bow ties. So you're so cutting anyways, them out, you're cutting them out and then you're resawing them. Yes, I cut them out, I resaw them as opposed them, to just cutting the, all the way through and flush trimming them. That's faster. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Much much faster. So I, I take that plank and I set it aside and I made form it into a Z. A bunch, I made a couple uh, <laughs> I made a couple glue ups from that. So I made some like special bow ties and like a tray and a special board. release. Special release. Limited, limited edition Dunlap Dunlap the Jingle Maker bow tie release. <laughs> so anyways, I did that. Nothing special. And I've been working on uh, a couple table bases for the side table order I have, it feels like it's going really slow, but I've really come up with a really cool design that the kind of scissor interlocks. Got a couple of off-color comments on my on my post. <laughs> How dare you guys! I don't get you it. and your you and your uh, bad gutter jokes. I just don't get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> been working on that, and not much else. Gosh. Sounds like a good week. Eh. Yeah. Was oh. it though? Hey, I got a new camera. I never talked about that. I got a new camera. Well, Did I tell you guys about my new camera? Yeah. No, I know you're trying to sell one. Oh, I'm, yeah. Whatever. It's not selling. I don't care. I got the I got the Canon R6. That camera 
is flipping amazing. Looks dope. It's like cheating in the photography world. It's like how much was that? Cheating. Two G's. It was twenty five. It's like three thousand dollars. Twenty five dollars. Yes, because the dollar very nice one camera. is a lot. <laughs> it doesn't miss focus. It's crazy. You can set it to track somebody's eye, and it will just track it even in the dark. Wow. It is insane. I cannot wait. I don't say this very much anymore, but I can't wait to use it at a wedding and see how it does at a reception. I don't even know you we anymore. All... Right. <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's pretty cool. I'm very excited about the camera. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Not much going on. You know, I had a kid that was sick this week. Yeah. So so it goes. Who was sick? Oh, uh, Lena. She just had a fever. Oh, no. Oh, that sucks. Not She didn't have COVID or anything. Not like... Still, it sucks him being sick. Yeah. <clears throat> but other than that, my week's been pretty boring. Mike, I want to hear about Me? your week. Uh, not a lot of... I'm going to go get a drink. Mike's going to talk a lot. <laughs> okay. okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. No, I... Uh... I, so much this, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, this week uh, I did. I haven't, don't have a lot of stuff to talk about the shop. I've got a bunch of uh, things I'm working on, but um, I mean, the biggest news for me this week is uh, we got keys to the house. We closed on the house finally. That was a really painful seven weeks. Um, I talked to the guys before. Well, I'll go into that story here in a second. But this week's really busy. We got the keys. We did the first load of moving stuff last night we loaded up the trailer like pack jam-packed that trailer full of stuff filled up my truck filled up my wife's edge and we drove over there and we unloaded it really quick nothing's oh, unpacked. edge yeah Weird i mean flex. no big deal uh, no it was an edge not the flex she didn't get one of them um so <laughs> no uh so we we took that over there and um that was that felt really good like this sale this or this purchase of this house has been very very difficult and there's been a lot of things that compounded different things. Uh, the fires up here didn't help at all. It made the appraisal a pain. Uh, the property was a very interesting property. I've mentioned it, but it's a Christmas tree farm. And finding comps for that was very difficult for the appraisal. And then, um, honestly, the listing agent and the sellers, every request we had was basically met with hand-waving. Like They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of that. And then it wouldn't get taken care. Of. It was a very difficult, frustrating process. So, anyways, I uh, it's done, and I'm, we're really excited about that. It is we, done. Yeah, like yesterday, I was able to breathe a sigh of relief a bit, uh, but uh, today was just like just running and gunning. I got all the material delivered today for finishing the deck at our house that we have now. Oh, finally! Yeah, I like I, how you're finishing it to be like sold with the house yeah i mean i just want to get, you didn't it get sold. to enjoy it no i don't care i don't i just want it done i want to make some money off of it so i mean i got all that material for really good pricing and i'm gonna make good money on the sale so um, By the way, if the fires ever hit hit your area literally just a deck would be left yeah the, so just, there's, there's just, just steel deck. <laughs> <laughs> so that material got delivered i have a landscaper here today he is doing like that guy is awesome i wish i had this guy in my life earlier he is really fair priced He's very responsive, and he's kicking butt out there. He's doing. He did so much work today by himself. I couldn't even believe it. I came home from doing stuff at the new house, and the whole front yard is just like it's going to be super transformed. I'm really excited about that. So, um, he's doing a great job. And then today at the house, we had at the new house, we had contractors out there. Um, 
there's a pass through from the kitchen to what's going to be my wife's office. It's now they for a while, a long time. It must have been the dining room. We think it's stupid, so we had it filled in. I had the countertops ripped out. I had the the backsplash ripped out. Um, I ordered up white oak butcher block countertops for the kitchen. It's going to look awesome. We're going to be doing putting up white subway tile. Um, we're doing the shelves instead of the uppers for the cabinets. That like thing people are doing right now. My wife really likes it. So we're doing shelves for uppers and it's going to be cool. I'm just really excited about the house. We're getting it going right away. We're replacing. Uh, so the house is weird in that when you come down the driveway and you park into the driveway, the place you naturally want to go to is actually the not the front of the house. It's the back of the house, technically, based on how it's laid out. And there's a slider there. And it's one of those older aluminum slider doors. And it barely slides. It just is trash. So we're, we're getting that ripped out. We're picking out a door for that tomorrow. And we're getting uh, – well, actually, no. We picked out the door earlier today. Excuse me. We picked out the door earlier today. My contractor is going to take out the slider, put in a nice French door, and that will be our entryway now. Um, so we're getting just getting everything done that we can right now to make it so we're – like real happy with the interior, um, but just a lot of stuff. I got my uh, I got my application renewed for my power for the new shop. That went nice. real smooth. The lady mm-hmm. that uh, was helping me is the, the other lady was helping me was really helpful. This lady is even more helpful, and she's just was just <clears throat> hey. I think she was saying like she was really positive and had me pretty amped. She's like I think we can get this going really quick. Like this is a pretty easy job. So she made me feel even more confident than the other lady. So I really want to kind of get an idea about how long that's actually going to take because. I don't know how if I'm going to actually set up the temporary power situation now because if it's only going to be like three weeks, I might just hobble along without my big machines for right now. And then baloney uh, cord. Yeah, I might run some baloney cord if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) No. So I might get that going and then just hobble along until I get that power in because that might that if we can get that in and running, then I'm just going to be golden and I can run all my tools in there and I'll have 200 amps. It's going to be just a dream scenario. So, um, that was really cool. I got the like I said, the application for that is done. I'm going down tomorrow to get the to get to pull the permits for that, and then I'm gonna get them everything they need so I can put my deposit down, get the ball rolling ASAP on that, um, and then getting some other stuff done with the utilities out there. So a quick story. I was telling the guys I'll truncate the story, but before we bought this house, I had called before we bought put an offer on any house that we were looking at. We've put offers on three different houses until we got this one. Before we put an offer on any house. We, uh, I was calling Comcast as the only real fast internet provider out here. There's no competition in this area. You either get Comcast, which is good, um, or you get something else that's just way worse. And there are always these like stopgap solutions. So we called to, or I called to confirm that Comcast services the house. They said, yes, I went to go transfer services last week and they said they don't service the house. And it kind of threw me into a really stressed out scenario. Cause that was going to affect the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of things it was going to affect. But the main thing was, did you guys just see that text? Don't worry about it. Uh, Pete, are you doing that? That's my one on the bench. Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, So it really stressed me out because my wife works full-time remote. And uh, she just took this really good job with this company. She's full-time remote. And the the idea of us not having internet was freaking me out. Um, And obviously, it was going to affect what I'm doing with Coffee Custom Builds. And the podcast, it was going to directly affect if we couldn't get internet. We were actually looking for, like, an office space to rent so my wife could go there and work, which, like, totally negates the point of her being full-time remote. Um, And I'd have to go over there for the pot. It was just a real bummer. But fortunately, I was able to find some rural internet solutions and it looks like we're going to be good um the providers i actually am getting two internet sources just to make sure 
there's never any fail or any any so i just have a stop gap i want some redundancy it's a bummer paying this much for internet but i need to know that we have internet that's the bottom line like my business and my yeah, wife's pretty job. important very important yeah. yeah we like have to have this we have internet, a podcast so. to make yeah so i mean it's just more than that my business i mean the oh, podcast yeah. i mean yeah, I'm it's not, secondary it's not <laughs> i'm sorry but it's but i was stressed out like i didn't know i was worried about telling these guys but it's work. It's all good now. I really feel confident with the solution I've got figured out, and it's kind of like the least of my worries right now. My number one worry right now is getting the power ran to the shop and getting this place listed and sold. So that's my top priority right now. So anyway, it's just been a really busy week with that. I've got that big C and C job. I'm gonna actually be wrapping that up tomorrow. I'm gonna get those all shipped out to them immediately. I want to get that out of here. I got these three tables on my bench. Um, I think as long as I can time everything right. I should be able to get a lot of stuff on those done this weekend um, with my cousin. I'd really like to be working on the house, but I need to get a lot of stuff done. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I think it's going to be all right <clears> with those. I don't, I'm, I'm sort of getting closer to the finishing stages on all of them, which doesn't require me to have my big machines. It's just mostly hand tool or powered hand tool work, which is not a big deal. So um, that's kind of that with those things. And that's kind of my week, really. I mean, I'm just kind of chugging along over here. There's some uh, other things coming down the pipe, but um, I don't want it's it's all speculative right now so i'll get more into that in the coming weeks and i'm just i cannot wait to have you guys come out to the house i'm so excited to have you guys out to the house like i just can't wait to get everything lined up and i just think it's gonna be really cool so <clears throat> i'm thinking i'm really, come out there as, as soon as i know you have internet that's reliable. i'll have internet like next week oh gosh pete i'm all getting right. the emails on this <laughs> what are you talking about nothing uh pete Nothing. how about your week bud Oh, me? I just opened up a new business, but that's not MBD. I'll talk about that later. Uh, I have had a very boring week. Holy. I, calm down. I was legitimately like, what did I do this week? And I have not stopped moving since we recorded last week, and I have gotten nothing, like, of, like, no projects done. Just been a lot of, like, home maintenance. Uh, we had some very, very minor flooding from last year's storm. Or last year. Last week's storm. Uh, we found out that uh, Emma's brother that's staying with us now, he had more of his stuff flooded. So we are uh, mm. we moved the rest of his stuff out of his what, storage unit to here. What do you mean more of it was flooded? What do you mean? Uh, he had stuff in a storage unit at a family member's garage. Oh, and apparently that, that got water. And we found out a week later. But Yikes. Yeah, yeah, Ida sucked. And here's the best part. We're halfway through storm season. Cool. Um, so aside from that, I basically, I mean, I didn't have an exciting week. I've just been knocking out home projects, getting my office organized. Uh, we've been just getting stuff cleaned up in the shop. I have a, I guess at this point I could kind of talk about it, but before you talk about it, what up? I want a no hurricane guarantee before I come out to New New Jersey next month. Can you do that for me? Make it happen. Yes. Dan, they will, there will be no hurricane when you come out here in October. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Fantastic. There will also be no spiders because they don't, they don't live past September 25th. Everyone knows that. It's common knowledge. You learn it in school. Thank you. Um, and um, there will be plenty of beer and chaladas. What about the mayo situation? So the mayo is fully stocked. <laughs> two different types. Uh, <clears throat> two different viscosities. I got All you. Right, sorry. Sorry to uh, <laughs> interrupt you. Go on. Fine. We need to make sure. <laughs> Dan's got what you call particular dietary restrictions. Uh, Mike's very easy to work with, yeah. but this butthole is very particular about his mayo. <laughs> he had me Look, check it's the Burger density. King mayo or nothing. Yeah, why'd you have me check the ge- the density of the cheese curds I got from the store? That was weird, Dan. 
Uh, but yeah, the guys mayo. are coming out and it, bone, <laughs> bone mayo. His bone uh, mayo counts are real low. AWP two. The boning. The boning. The boning. I love how we haven't shot the first movie where we're, we're naming the second one. Um, we're sponsored this week, right? We are sponsored we are. by oh, Merca. Right. Cool. The Merkening. The Merkin. <laughs> Actually, that's a great title. That's a good show now, title. Honestly, I've had a I've had a very busy week, but I've had a boring week as far as uh woodworking goes. I finally got my laser set up, but I ran into this weird issue where I can't Mike, remember how we were talking about running the uh that AC infinity whatever blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was talking about installing it and running it through my wall into uh-huh. my, my attic above my yeah. garage. But if I do that, it's a, I think it's an eight inch port. I would pretty much take out the entire like two two by fours that are side by side, like the joist that's running there. Oh, uh, and that's kind of holding my not not holding the shop together. Why don't I'm you like, just do it at your machine? Like I'm I was going to do it at the machine. And yeah, I'm going to run a pipe straight through the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Just do, you can't go through your wall th- with a louver or anything. I, well, I can, but it's you go out through the wall. And uh-huh. four feet that way is the garage door. So if I had the garage oh, doors open, yeah, that would it's suck. just going right back in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm just going to go sure. straight, like a 90 straight pipe up. Now, here's what I'm going to do. It might not be a popular opinion. I'm going to drill a four-inch hole into my my Laguna laser. In the, for the, in the to back. make the port bigger? Yeah, because yeah. for those of you that don't know, and this actually apparently is a common thing on a lot of lasers, not just the Laguna one, it there's a four-inch port on the back of it. If you look where it's actually piping, well, you might want to be a, careful, Pete, because that will create velocity. Port. You might lose that velocity. You might not want to do that. You might want to keep what it. Do you so mean? It, well, because you're reducing it at the suction point, and you're going to get higher mm-hmm. velocity because it's pulled. But I'm getting a higher CFM blower. Oh, true. Yeah, true. You're getting eight yeah. inch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, I'm, good point. I'm, I'm. Well, it's, it's. I think I'm getting the six-inch one. I was looking. They have another one at six inches. And I'll put that up in the attic. I won't hear it, which will be great. But I'll be able to put it on and I'll have that two and a half inch and a four inch blowing uh, at the same time. Nice. So hopefully I'm going to have enough negative air going through so I don't have any smoke because I was running that machine without any fume collection. It is it is really smoky. Like I, I did run a couple of jobs. I want to get that eight inch. Outside. I want to get that eight inch as well. And I want to, I'm hoping I can run the eight inch on for both my, when I get the other laser and I'm hoping it'll be enough for both. I, I think it will. It should be. I mean, I think it will be. It's I just think so too. Air, yeah. It's just uh, here's the other thing. If you, if you put the little magnet sheet around the sides, cause the, the I do that. I got that from you. Yeah, I did. Dude. So it's a, you're creating so much negative air pressure yeah. in there. You're, you're solid. You're going to be good. Cause I've, I was fine with the four inch, that little four inch one, which is really a two and a half inch. This one's going to be fine. And uh, honestly, I might just do the eight inch <clears throat> pipe at the top and then just run a six inch pipe to it and reduce it, whatever, just for future proofing. Um, aside from that, uh, my CNC was uh, it was about to land, um, I think it was August 21st. That's cool, in the past. So it's a little Pete. late. It's a, it's a little late. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, um, So by current estimates it's probably gonna land right around when uh, dan and mike get here so cool we'll have another uh dan CNC 30 minute setup cnc story. cool yeah and then hang out for four days nice. it's gonna be super fun and then i have another thing that's actually slated for delivery monday but says actual delivery tomorrow which is weird because it's coming all the way from nebraska thanks dan yeah really weird. yeah there's other people in nebraska dan calm down um so we'll see about that. There's a little storage thing that's coming. Um, 
I'll talk more about Wait, that one. Are they in week. Nebraska? They are. Yep. That's right. Yep. A container <gasps> store. Home out of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> container store really branched out. That's it. I, I, I don't have, I didn't have an exciting week. I have a lot of stuff coming up. I've been organizing the heck out of my shop. However, half of my shop right now is filled with bins of previously flooded stuff, which is super fun. But, uh, you know, got to ha- help family out. So that's that. Dan, I want to make an addendum to my uh, what's on my bench. Addendum. 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 Um, I do. Every well, week I life. say I've been working on Etsy orders as reference. And I'm not like flexing. I'm, a, I'm flexing a little bit. I've gotten three orders since we started What's on My Bench. That's awesome, wow. dude. That is really awesome. That's really great. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what's going on. I'm definitely good, not going to flex up. Just on run you sales. that I got one of my largest orders ever on Etsy. These are, these are off sale. They're not on sale anymore. It's still happening. By the That's way, great. this is a free tip, and we were talking about this earlier. If Etsy emails you and says, hey, are you going to join us for the Labor Day sale or for the Christmas sale? Yes, I am. Do wait immediately. Don't even wait. I don't care if you're at work. Do, run a sale because they promote your posts. We're all noticing numbers that are just like flying through the roof. So that's I'm that. not doing uh, anywhere near where you guys are. I'm not, I mean, my, not, uh, I've definitely had a nice boost. I sold like eight You're doing Yahtzee less trees. volume but higher. Yeah, those are they're expensive. Uh, yeah, they're but higher like, items. I, I did want to say since we're talking about our Etsy stores, as soon as I get the new shop set up, I'm going to be running, and this, you know, shameless promotion, but I am going to be running a template sale on my templates from my store. So keep an eye out for that. It is going to be really aggressive pricing. I found a way to be able to get uh, a bit more aggressive with something that I've worked out with some vendors. So, um, and then the other thing was, I wanted to mention this real quick, and this is kind of a maybe. Uh, Jason Bent actually called me this week, and he's actually might be flying out to my house in about two weeks to help with the shop move. So um, I probably should have waited till he actually commits to anything on that he's working on some stuff on his end but i'm just gonna throw him under the bus right now so uh anyway as everyone knows i don't like to actually support any of jason's endeavors because he's a total dirtbag but he is coming out to help me move so i uh, just wanted to throw that out <laughs> thanks no. for being a guest on one episode <laughs> no jason's great um okay so we have some questions we got a couple written ins dan you want to do your written ins or uh should i jump into yeah. the voice yeah yeah, yeah 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 give me cool cool cool, cool. Like i'll just talk seconds. for a minute yeah no problem Dan's going to pull uh, up some questions we here. Had... While Dan's talking, uh, just saying that maybe keep an eye on Yelp uh, for a <laughs> podcast popping up. NBD, but we may be we, had a... we may be well, moderator review. Hold on, Dan. Should we make the announcement for the other thing? Are you going to do that tomorrow for sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is the sex okay, change happening? Listen, yeah, Dan is now going to be Caitlyn Jenner Woodworks. No. The, uh, <laughs> no, the... Uh, the Dan. Thank you, Merka. <laughs> Thank you. Mer- oh, oh I forgot. God, oh gosh. Happening? No. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, Dan right down the time. is. Yeah, I got to delete all that out of here. No, they're they're cool. Um, Dan is gonna be. We are gonna open a TikTok account for the podcast. We we've been hearing that that's actually helping some podcasts out get uh, get get themselves in front of people. So we're gonna open a TikTok account. So if you're on TikTok, if you haven't followed us, followed us. Follow all of us over there. We all have accounts. Petrie's Woodworks. Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Coffee Custom Builds. But another, another Woodshop podcast is going to have one as well. So uh, go give some love. We'll, we're all going to share it in our stories tomorrow when Dan gets that up and we'll do some swipe ups and stuff. Even though I think that pisses off Instagram a lot. Who cares? They don't help us anyway. So uh, Dan? Instagram, not so last so we had year. <laughs> my, my dad's social media network. 
we had two written in questions. One came through Patreon. One came through somebody sent me a question via my Instagram, so I forwarded it to the uh, podcast email. But I'll start with the Patreon question. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Your excuse. Uh, this one comes from Chris Wilson over at Seven Shot Woodworking. He says, uh, thank you for answering my question last month. It took about a month, but I finally had a great day in the shop last weekend. I have a quick question. Feel free to save it for a day when you're short on questions. (laughs) Chris, that happens to be today. Uh, question. I'm pretty new to Instagram, but I've gathered that engagement, quote unquote, is important to Instagram and YouTube. But how important are likes, comments, views? Really? I've been engaging with you all more on IG, but I know responding to comments or emojis on your posts and stories takes time. I've had every comment or story reaction responded to. If the view count is king, I don't know what what to waste people's time responding to comments if it's not helpful to your overall metrics. Or do you just enjoy seeing responses and comments? So he wants to know... Uh, what what's more important comments likes views so on the answer is on instagram or youtube it's all important there's no like all the above my friend it's all important like you want like dan's going on a good run right now of getting follows i'm on a i'm not on a run on getting good follows but everyone seems to be kind of down on like engagement that's what everyone's saying right now but then what was what always happens over the years i've you know on the years i've been on here uh, we were we've been all talk us me me Dan Pete and I talk with other guys you know I was talking with Jeff Tumoose and different guys about everyone seeing kind of weird numbers and then Dan and Pete were mentioning yesterday that they saw a change to their can you guys explain the change you saw to your format the layout list? changed Pete, back go ahead. to yeah so the the store went away from the the bottom the was, shop uh, section right yeah it was I'm sorry it was the shop so it was right to left on the bottom was your profile shop create new post. The shop is gone. The heart went from the top to back to the So they the moved notifications now, back to where it used to they be. They moved notifications yeah. back where it used to be. Yeah. So whenever there's so a big change like that. They're, they're not focusing on that they're, anymore. They're changing something. So yeah. everyone, we might be seeing like a law right now. And I think what <clears throat> my, my interpretation of it is this, is that. Instagram knows that people are going to stop being outside soon. And over the next few months, they're going to be with that family events. They're going to be stuck at home. And they're going to be on their phones more again. And no one's been on their phone lately. I mean, the numbers for social media, everything seems to be down. I think they're gearing back up to start seeing uh, a lot of traffic again back on Instagram. It's going to get cold out again, people. I think what was happening <laughs> yeah. was... They're stop hanging out outside. They're gonna, they were pushing all those shop things. And I think they wanted to establish that going into the holiday season. And I think why they were pushing that is because they saw that Etsy was doing so well and people were wanting to support small businesses. And I, you know, obviously Zuckerberg wants to get in there and grab money from that. So what they were doing is they were giving everyone, hey, you sell through Instagram, you don't get charged for that. Well, I guarantee you that's going to go away this fall. I guarantee you you're going to start seeing a percentage of that being going to Zuckerberg's pocket. So uh, they're going to go back to trying to push numbers and they're going to have – that's my guess is what's going on. But to answer the question in my It's opinion, a crapshoot all around though. Yeah. I mean P- Dan's account gets treated different than my account gets treated different than yeah. Pete's account. gets Everything gets treated different. So you just never yeah. know. And what all you can – Dan's compare, getting growth like nothing ever changed. Yeah. All you, you can know, compare – It's doing okay. 
all you can compare is against yourself for the most part. I mean, yeah. you can't come on here and be like, oh, I'm not doing as good as this account. You're just going to hate your time on here. It's like golf. Yes. You need to come on to social media and be like, okay, what's my account? Yeah, the doing? lower like, number is best, guys. Yeah, yeah, lower numbers. Are good. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not their best analogy. But in, terms in that of case, the Pete wins. Oh hey! man, that's jacked. Number <laughs> one. No, so the the analogy is, you know, you're in competition with yourself. Really, you can't really pay attention to anyone else. So if your numbers are down for you, it's really disheartening. And uh, you know, you get your core audience. I mean. It's weird. Like right now, this is not a complaint. I get a lot of co- I'll get a lot of comments from people from the community, and I'm really lucky for that. But I'll have a post that has like for a while, I was having posts where I get like very little likes for what I'm accustomed to. What's happening in the last few weeks is I'm getting a lot of likes again. Well, the last week, but no views. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know how my page is getting this many likes, but so few views. I think I just don't know what's going on. I don't have an answer. But the uh, the bottom line is. Likes, shares, saves, and comments are engagement. And those things drive views. And views drives growth. So all engagement matters. Yeah, all the engagement matters. So you need to get you need to get those likes, saves, shares, comments to get to have Instagram interpret that overall people like your post for them to push it in front of more people and which will always net you growth. So uh, vi- always chase viral. You'll never know what that is, but you're yes. always chasing viral, and you just you don't know what it. that is. Just do yeah. whatever whatever Dan does. Just copy him a day after. So I have no idea what he's I'm doing. Be- so one, if if I may, um, go ahead. Please. Someone sent me a post recently. In, uh, Back to you, Pete. Go ahead. Oops, that I'm in. Back to me. Thanks. And it actually made a lot of sense, which is like you're thinking of like when you're using when you as the listener, you're using Instagram. You you're enjoying the content. What is the least invasive to most invasive thing you can do, or the least amount of work to the most amount of work you can do with a post? So the least is a like that's rated the lowest. It, so that's how they, they, they put it on the list, but it made a lot of sense. It was a like, oh, you like that post. You're going to comment, go, hey, this is actually, all right, whatever. So that's the next one up. So you like, comment. Then what's the next thing? Like, you know what? This is kind of cool but I'm a little embarrassed or whatever. Like this is kind of cool, but I don't think it's worth sharing. Save. So save is next one up. What's the most important thing I think on Instagram, aside from doing whatever they're sh- they're pushing right now is shares. And I think that's where like they want people to be brought in from off platform from somewhere else. When you text someone a post, when you send it to someone, I think a share is worth a lot. And it's that's where the whole lot. viral, yeah, the viral thing really comes in handy. Cause like I saw that post, like, it was just a short list and it was like, Seven words, four items there, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Best performing posts I've ever had are have a lot of shares on them. Well, the ones I can see metrics on. I mean, that's could, that's even like a a, a, a TikTok meme at this yeah. point is if I share TikToks with you, if I literally take the time out of my day and share TikToks with you. It's probably a bomber TikTok. It's because I love you. It's It was yeah. like a, a TikTok meme. It was a, a trend on there saying yeah. just that. And that's legitimately exactly what Pete's saying. And one of the best things you can do on Instagram right now is have a TikTok. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of serious because I'm, I'm getting like, I'm getting a lot of traction on TikTok and it's like some of the same people or whatever, some are not, but I'm finally starting to see growth now that I'm investing time in TikTok. It might sound silly. I mean, I'm just kind of getting into it now, but 
I'm seeing growth on Instagram from TikTok. Like hmm. there, there I mean, is. I know Dan's getting growth on TikTok from it, or I mean, on Instagram. Dan's from getting TikTok growth on TikTok, sure. and it. I, it I'm I getting, I'm least, getting some overflow from both of them. I'd like to think that some of it is translating back to Instagram, and <clears> you're growing on Instagram, and that's feeding it back to TikTok. It's same thing, like you know, some people blow up on YouTube, and their Instagram starts blowing up, or vice versa. If you have a base on Instagram, you get traffic on on YouTube. I think having another platform that you're popular on is the best thing you can do for the one you're trying to grow on. But what do I know? <laughs> she has had 23,000 follows or likes. Or no, it's followers. important to have a presence everywhere. I mean, that's how you, it's, it's yeah. cross-pollination. And I'm it's, having a terrible month, by the way. I'm saying like I've grown, I was looking at this earlier because I was talking to Bruce, 36 followers in last month. Yeah, apparently homeowner stuff doesn't work, so don't post it. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough out there. Yeah. No one knows how it's going. All right, let's get to the next. Do I get to go or just? Oh, yeah, oh Dan, you didn't go. Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry. No, I read the question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, ditto. Go on. Okay. Why don't you read the next question? <laughs> no, I, I was going to talk about TikTok a little bit. I am blowing up over there, but I don't know what it is. You're the the growth over TikTok. there is insane. I think it. I think it all comes down to what goes quote unquote viral or not. I had a video go viral and I think that drove a lot of my traffic, but I'm not posting the same stuff over there that I would post on Instagram. I post silly little videos too here and there. I posted me like putting on a uh an airplane uh life raft thing. <laughs> I think it's funny. But I would I would never post that on Instagram. But to to go back to the question, they're all important. Don't ignore all of them. Uh, likes, shares, views, everything. It's Let's just so weird. I'm, I'm, and then this is me picking apart your TikTok. TikTok is just so weird. Like Dan, you have 120,000 followers on there, and you yeah. got videos that are like under 11,000 views, pretty regular. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But you have some that are massive monsters. Like they're just monsters. Yeah, like, I got, I got one that's 11 million, 11 and a half million. That's you got crazy. one that's half a million. Like I'm looking at one right now, and it's. But that that's really great. All these views are great. But I don't understand there's no middle ground. That's what I think is the most frustrating with TikTok. And my page, I've been at like the same 27,000 followers for since Christmas or something. And I can't get anything over there. Like I, I get, I'll get like 1,000, 1,200. It's just so inconsistent. And I don't know what to do over it's there. It's inconsistent AF, but I think it's worth like giving a little time to. Um, I, I have, I have, uh, sparked partnerships with companies simply because of tiktok live laugh pray and stuff (laughs) yeah i won't i won't say which companies i could i could have brought this up in my what's on my bench but i forgot why don't you i i'm a bozo humble i'm humble you're anything but go ahead say it now (laughs) what's on dan's bench (laughs) what's our next question dan the written uh oh yeah 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 uh so this guy wrote in to me uh, Ed Cardona over at Oak Ridge Woodworks hey, new from patron. the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, when buying from another maker, this is actually a very good question. This is a very good question. <clears throat> when buying from another maker, how much slack should you give for poor service and communication? I purchased a piece from a maker. Nowhere on the order did it say four to six weeks. Reached out three times two weeks later before getting a response. I was told they were batching that week and not it's five weeks since the order. No merchandise, no communications thoughts. So 
If I, I order, said I'd if, send it. Okay, back off. If I'm ordering parts, I was gonna, I was gonna use you as a reference. If I, if I'm ordering parts from Pete, how much slack do I give him if he doesn't like respond and he takes forever to to ship? Which he doesn't, by the way. Pete, you can go first. I've bought from other makers, and I it's like it's almost like when it's a family member or someone you know, like you're almost more embarrassed about falling behind and stuff. Like you, you want to do right by the community. Cause that, that, you know, Etsy's one thing you got to review whatever, but like, you really want to be known for reliability as far as word of mouth. Um, yes, Mike, <laughs> sorry. That was um, me. No, Dan, a hundred percent. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost certain so, of that. So we, we all, we all may have an idea of what brand this is, what maker the, it is. The, the, the fact of the matter is you want to be reliable or if you can't be, and that's actually, a, I think there's a question about it as far as like falling behind later, a little later on. But like his question like, is, be do you, do you say anything? Yes, you do. Because. Do you say anything publicly, openly? You start. It's by such a fine saying line. Something to that maker or that brand, whatever. Um, and then eventually you maybe tag them and say, I'm just. Oh, I'm just waiting on some items from Daniel Dunlop, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just telling you with some both ties, whatever. It's <laughs> taking a while, but that's fine. He's backed up. And then eventually you go, So much cheese. So, I've been working with this guy, and he's not working with me. You know, that's like what Dan sounds like when he's blown up. Um, but, like, no, that's, that's you kind of don't want to blow him up, but, like, eventually you kind of have to. Because how else are you going to get attention? If they're ignoring... Here's the thing. If I'm falling behind on a project... You reach out to me, I'll be like, I am really sorry, I'm behind. Or whatever. You like acknowledge them. Don't ignore them. I've had that happen to me. That's that's a D move. Not a Dunlap move. It's just that's a D move. <laughs> now, speaking of D moves, Dunlap. Look, if it if it's another maker, I'm giving them a lot of slack. A, a lot, lot of, slack. of slack. Because I understand they're not a production shop. They're not they're not a Walmart. They're not a factory in China. They're not just pumping stuff out on volume. But if they start ghosting me and I've already paid for the product, I'm going to start pushing a little harder. And if I don't get answers, then I might start like saying something in a story, you know, and, and posting them and tagging them in a story. I, it's, it's such a fine line. It's, su- it, it's a delicate thing, I feel like. You know, as, as a woodworker, as a, sole business owner like it's just me it's just me at daniel dunlap woodworks over here i understand the plight i understand that you know things get backed up and you know you're doing what you can to provide for your family and whatever so i don't want to blow somebody up just for no reason but there is a line and i just can't like i can't define the line it's just it's there and you just gotta feel it Oh, I know that sounds so cliche and not very uh It's it's right though. Like you cut a lot of slack, but at some point it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, not everybody is a a glowing great person. So, I don't know. Mike, help me out here. What what do you say? Say words. Um, I kind say of words. I kind of feel a bit differently than you guys do. Um so fr- from my standpoint, I've positioned some of my products, so have you, Dan, so have you, Pete, to be geared towards the maker community, and I've leveraged my following to sell some things. And one of my biggest fears uh, is getting 
anyone in the community feeling like I did what is happening to this person. I legit for makers bend over backwards to get stuff out to them as fast as I physically can out of my shop. It's the, uh, the word word of mouth is so important and this community talks a lot and that word gets out so fast. And, um, I'm pretty sure I know who Ed's talking about. Um, I've actually this, I'm pretty sure I know who it is and I've actually had five people come to me. I think we've all had from that that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've had five people come to me who've ordered from this person and uh, they're just like, hey, this is taking too long. And can you do it? I'm like, yeah. And I turn it around and knock it out the same next day. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of course not going to say who that is. Um, I would – I never want to be that person. Uh, with that being said, I kind of actually do expect makers to kind of get it out fairly fast because I kind of hold them to a closer standard of myself – now, if it's we'll like, hey, you're making, well, 100% communication has to be there. If I feel like there isn't yeah. communication there, yeah. off, right off the bat, I'm back, I need my money back. This isn't going to work. So if I don't get communication, uh, I'm going to immediately start like wanting my, or saying I have to get my money back or I'll do a chargeback. Yeah. <laughs> like, so where do, do you, yeah. where do you draw the line before you start blowing them up? I won't blow. Oh, yeah. them? Oh, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. I agree with, I agree with what you said. Uh, I, I, it kind of depends. It's situational. Um, five weeks is ridiculous. Like. <laughs> That's, That's ridiculous. For you should at anything. least get a touch base. Like, hey, I'm sorry. It, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Un, it's I have inexcusable. Sent stuff out for, inexcusable. I've sent product out for free because I fell behind so much on it, or I forgot about it. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's going out today. I'm refunding you. I'm so sorry. I've done that twice. So, I've like, completely like dropped the ball. In, in terms of, in terms of the community, the community talks a lot. Uh, I don't think I would ever, bl- unless I've been in a few situations in, in this uh, Instagram world where I was like, man, I want to blow this person up in my story so bad. Not over, ma- not over buying maker, but I won't do that. I'm I'm pretty much not going to blow up makers in exactly. I'm pretty much not going to blow up makers in the community. Um, I just don't want to drag my account into the dirt. Like I'll talk to other people about it, but I don't really, I'm not going to blow up another maker in the community. You're never going to endorse them. Oh no, I won't endorse them. Yeah. Um, I will talk amongst people outside of the public spectacle of my stories and my posts for see, sure. People will ask you and you'll probably, I would probably just say it's this person. Oh, I'd tell, I'd say who it was, but I won't. Cause here's the thing. Story, a lot of yeah. these people who listen to still so a, a lot of these consumers of our content, uh, a lot of them are makers. A lot of them aren't makers. So the people who aren't makers, it'll just make me look like a petty little dirt bag. But the people who are makers will understand it a little bit more, but it still doesn't help the situation. So I either need to I need to handle it with them on our own terms, but I'm not really going to blow them up in my stories. Now, if some brand just boned me, uh, I would bring it up in the up in stories and say hey, this. But you know, I've only had that happen with a couple brands, and I'm not. It's not ultimately at the end of the day, I'm not going to. It's not even worth my time to like blow them up. And I, I just think with makers, it's just. Uh, I'm just not going to do that. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to bring it up in stories or posts or anything. Uh, but, but I, I, I know Dan and Pete, and I know that they're a bit more empathetic than I am with things. Sometimes I kind of push myself really hard, and I, I, I expect that sometimes from other people. And I know that's not always fair. But if another maker is making something for makers, 
you better be able to bring it because you're going to get scrutinized. <laughs> like you're going to get scrutinized and other makers are going to be like, man, this is trash. And that word's going to just spread like wildfire. And I never want that. So that's my answer to the question. But Dan is Dan is 100% right. It's uh, You're going to feel it. You're going to know like this is wrong. Something's wrong and this has to be dealt with. It's different. If I'm ordering, let's say, I don't know, a template from someone and five it takes weeks. for a long time. Five weeks is way too long. Um you know, you should be able to address it by then. If you order like a credenza from another maker, that's going to yeah, take some time. Totally Five weeks. Yeah, yeah that's reasonable. Templates, we can we can all bang out templates in yeah thirty minutes tops. I literally top can be done within a day. Easy. Ed ordered like, a template from me, and I literally had it done and shipped the same night. Once we agreed on the final design, it's so easy to do. We have the machines to do it. So if you're offering that service, you need to be able to get it done right away. Yes. That's your job. Like your job as the person selling it. If you're accepting money for that thing, you need to be able to turn it around. All right. Anyway, let's jump into uh, voicemails here. Good we have question, a new song. We have a that new a song for question. that. It was a really good question. We have a new song for voicemails. It's Dan right here. I'm just kidding. We don't have that. Um, so oh, this first question. Oh. <laughs> Dan looked mortified. <laughs> what is, is going- the one from? I I don't know why. I have a timestamp that says ten twenty eight. Dan. Yeah, that's what's on my bench. That's the Dan. No, no, that wasn't what's on my bench. That was, I think, him saying something really silly. You were like, Pete, clip that. Oh, yeah. Make it a thing. (laughs) You (laughs) saved that. Look it up later. All right, all right. This next. What's uh, in my voicemail? This first voicemail question is from Adam Barnett. He has this to say. Hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. So I've been doing a lot of finishing and... Uh, I started using Odie's oil. God, that stuff is awesome. But uh, whenever I spray or do oil, I always do the back first, and then I flip it so that the back side is down. Uh, for a lot of smaller things, I use painter triangles and rest it on that. But I was wondering what you guys recommend to set things on, or if you just set it flat on a clean surface. I don't know if people do that. I don't know. What do you guys recommend for flipping things and, and setting it up? Uh, I'm definitely concerned when I'm applying an oil and I got to rub and buff it in. If I flip that, if I apply any pressure, I'm, you know, I don't want to leave a little dent in the back or anything like that, but maybe it doesn't matter because it's the back. I don't know. What do you guys recommend? Thanks guys. Pete. I have a, a little bin of stickers and by stickers, I mean sticks. They're just little like three-quarter inch by three-quarter inch uh, sticks, but all of them are trapezoids. They're not actually squared up. So what that means is when I put them on their side, they have a high point. And I try to usually put them, like if I'm doing cutting boards or whatever, I put them at a diagonal so they kind of hit up the corners, but I'm not getting a lot of surface area on the main part of the board. I found out with the... I, I haven't bought these, but I've 3D printed these little triangle pyramid things they're fine, but sometimes I would be able to really see where that indents, especially if the wood isn't like super hard and if it's a heavy board, it would actually kind of dent just a little bit as I'm applying stuff on top. So that's what I use. I use the little, just basically stickers that are, you know, rectangular or not rectangular. Uh, what is it? I just said it. A pyramid? Trapezoid. No, not a pyramid. Trapezoid. So they're shorter side, Hexagon. wider side, and then tapered sides basically rhombus if you put on one of the tapered sides you have a nice like parallelogram high triangle point to put it on but 
that's kind of what I use. That's been working fine for me. And when I finish with Odie's or spraying or whatever, I just put it back in the little thing. It dries out. It cures. And then I just use it for the next project. That's it. Then I have a separate set for staining, but we don't talk about staining on a show. Mike? Um, I... I used when I really first started woodworking. I used those painter triangles, and those are just garbage. They just ding up your pieces yeah. really bad. They're real bad. So I don't. I haven't used those in a long time. Um, I do like the starting with your finishing on the backside, um, and then what I do is after I do that, I take that, flip it, and reverse it. No. So what I do, I, t- I start with the. I start with the ten back. out of ten answer right there. <laughs> no, Missy Elliott, everybody. I, I start with the back. What I actually do, um, Mikey is Mike, little Mikey Elliott, mumble rapper. No, so we um we uh we I what I like to do yeah, now is um when I'm spraying uh when I'm doing oil finish like Odie's or Rubio or whatever any of that stuff I don't really worry about it I I actually I have I have these uh furring strips they're all one inch by one inch pieces of wood that I use for all my oil finishes and I just put them on there and I put it on the side that has the least amount of surface area um, but for when I'm spraying I what I do now is uh, after about like an hour and a half, um, like some of these tabletops get real heavy. So when I spray one side, if you put that face now down on there, all that weight of that is going to push down on that finish and you will see where that is. And it'll like start to dry into this. So what I actually like to do is I take MDF and I take these, uh, I buy these bags off. You can get them on Amazon or put them at Home Depot, but it's bags of rags basically. I lay the rags on the MDF and I put that on there and it's actually kind of cushioning and it gives enough air in there where you actually, it doesn't adhere to the finish and you never see anything. So, and I use my sawhorses to lay it and I put four of them underneath big tabletops to distribute the weight a bit more evenly. So it's not just on like two spots. Um, that's what, that's my technique. I put MDF down, I put the rags on there and that's how I flip it over and it leaves no marks. So I give it a, I usually, and usually when I'm spraying in between coats, it's an hour, but when I'm doing a flip it over to the other side, I'll give it two hours. So it's extra dry. Dan. Yeah. I think that's key waiting for that, that bottom side to dry or cure long enough before you can even flip it. Uh, what Adam said is is great. I always do the bottom or the non-show side first. Just okay. because if you do flip it and it makes a mark. Adam say that or did Mike say that? Both, I think Adam both said, said it. it. Both said it. They both said it. Yeah, we they both said it. Everybody said it. Said it. Everybody but that's a good it. idea. If you're not doing that, you're doing it kind of wrong. Do the non-show side first. Uh, aside from that, I stumbled upon something a couple of years ago. So I was making this uh, king-size bed. A couple years ago, it's like a farmhouse style bed. You can go really far back in my my post history on IG and see what I'm talking about. But I made some feet for a farmhouse style bed out of some fence posts, which sounds weird, but it had like a a conal sort of like pyramid oh, type yeah. shape on the on the top of the fence. Mm-hmm. But I chopped it off, and it left me with some like pyramids with a plateau on the top of them. So it's like trapezoidal, but a 3D trapezoid. I don't know what that shape is called. Rhombus. It's like... 3D pezoid. <laughs> 3D pezoid. But it left me with uh, these 3D like trapezoids with plateaus on the top. So I put uh, some like pads on them, like some uh, furniture pads. So you don't scratch up hardwood. And they're perfect. Nice. I realize not everybody's going to have that, and I'll I'll post uh, a picture of them tomorrow, so I'll 
so people can get a visual of what I'm talking about. But that's what I use. I use several of those. And it's been great. I should I should make a bunch of those and market them on Etsy, actually. Mm-hmm. Copyright Daniel Dunlap 2021. I mean, those those little like points you made for the shower on a CNC, those are cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, girl. Make a bunch of those. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Queen. So that's what I do. It's nothing too fancy, but it works really great. I'll post a picture tomorrow on my IG, and uh, a lot of people will be confused by that post. But if you're a listener, you'll understand. By tomorrow, if you're a non-patron, Dan means three days ago. Yeah. Go check out his old stuff. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah. But check it out. <laughs> All right. Have to <laughs> go next. back. Couple. Is this Randrew? This is from Randrew. Randrew Smith. <laughs> From Randrew Randrew. That's literally how I'm putting it. Hey, guys, quick question about uh, projects for this time of year and really coming up for the holidays. Uh, Wanted to make a set of coasters um, for a couple of family members for Christmas presents and birthday presents and everything because it seems like everybody in my family was born sometime between the 1st of October and the end of February. Um, That said... Jerks. Do you guys have any suggestions for other types of projects uh, besides coasters and cutting boards? And in addition, uh, specific to coasters, what thickness do you go for? I've heard some people say a quarter inch. I've heard some people say three quarter. It seems like a great use of scrap from other projects and might as well try it. I just am a bit confused about thickness, but also the best way to finish it. My initial thought was wipe on poly because it seems to do really well with water. Uh, but if you have another suggestion, love to hear. Thanks. Thanks for all you do, guys. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Pete. Yo. You want to answer so, the question? Back to you, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> I know. Just say hi to my friend. Dan. Hey, Calm what's down. up? <laughs> Good. Hey, what up? So, I mean, so first of all, if for those of you that are making stuff for Etsy for the holidays, um... What are you talking about for family? That's our realm. Well, hang on. But for all around, (laughs) but like, he mentioned holiday, like, or gifts for the holidays. Uh, Start now. (laughs) So, as far as what I recommend is, I'm I'm a huge fan of using offcuts. We all have offcuts. I know Dan has a hoarding problem. Mike tries to be good about it. But like, all those little offcuts and stuff, they could be little cutting boards and things. You know, the running joke for a while was like, I had all these cutting boards sitting around because I was going to do a trade show or a, a fair or whatever. And then COVID hit. I gave away so many cutting boards. And it was great because like any little birthday, whatever, I was just giving them away. Whether they were, you know, six by nine inch or they were larger ones, that th- didn't matter. I had tons of them and they were easy to make. So those are easy. Bottle openers are so great to do. You don't need a CNC. You don't need anything fancy. You're taking all the little, answers. I'm sorry, but like it's all the quick things. It basically cutting boards that you can customize to be other things. You want tiny cutting boards, coasters, large cutting boards. They're cutting boards, (laughs) you know, or like uh, bottle openers. Those are my go-to's. Cheese boards. Um, All right, I'm gonna throw a wrench here. Hang on. If you have a lathe, charcuterie. If you have a lathe, a wooden wrench. uh, (laughs) Wooden wrench. (laughs) A chocolate wrench. Does that count? But no, if you have a lathe and you're decent at it. Make some pens, get some kits, get some uh, bottle stoppers. Those are always a big fan. Things like that. They're, whatever's the easiest, because to to the person you're giving it to, it's actually going to mean a lot more. And if you're decent on a lathe or if you're good at making cutting boards in a quick couple hours in a shop, especially with Odie's oil, nice quick finish, 
you're going to save yourself a lot of time, but it's going to mean a lot to whoever you give it to. So nice, quick, quick and dirty projects. Dan, what do you say? I don't know if I'd go with dirty projects, well, especially if they're going to be gifts. But Pete took all the good answers, I feel like. Wooden bidet. Ooh, that's a good bidet. one. Man. It, but it sprays sawdust. So. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> um, Pete took all the good answers. To <laughs> but he had, a, he, had a, he had another question. He had another question. What would you finish those projects with? Uh, like with a with a coaster, so to speak. Nice. It's <laughs> fine. What happened? I he just it. spilled bourbon all over. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it, Dan. spot. I, mean, I was trying. If to you're not watching the video, bit, not on my watching. coffee custom build shirt available. You didn't spill a little bit. You spilled the whole drink. <laughs> no, no, it's still it's still here. It's, it no, like not the whole drink. The whole like drink you were gonna coffee take. custom builds. <laughs> spilled it on this shirt. You completely missed your mouth. It was so great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what I was gonna Anyways, say is, what was the question? Uh, what kind Who's of finish would you do? What kind of finish would you do with a coaster or whatever? He said he used used uh, polyurethane. Uh, that's good. I would use just about anything other than lacquer. Lacquer does not work well with uh, like cold drinks or hot drinks. Uh, they it mars quite a bit. Uh, that's why I never use. I use a lot of lacquer, but I never use it for like a tabletop. Um, a good oil finish like Odie's, I think, would be great. And this is coming from a guy who's never used Odie's in his life. But I've heard so many things about it. I've never used it. This you guys good, believe it? Well, here's a question for you. Would, like, Coasters is actually a good point because like, you're definitely going to be putting condensating drinks onto it. Yeah. A lot of water damage. Would you go with like a Halcyon? I've never thought about it, but if some kind of like epoxy nah, I would just coating? Go I've never oil, used hard it. Hard oil wax. Yeah, I would, I would just go with the hard oil Rubio. That's all. I'd, that's all I'd use. Or like uh, that BLO I mean, and, and wipe uh, on poly. I would even do. I would even do like oil. mineral oil, tongue oil, mineral just, oil, uh, some yeah. sort of board wax. Any, literally, I wouldn't use a film finish, dude. I would not almost literally anything you would put on a cutting board. Almost. Yeah, yeah it, you're right. You, I, I would go with Odie's or uh, like a. You could even make your own board wax. Like just melt it down with some stuff. I mean, any literally anything that's going to penetrate and make a. Dan, yeah, uh, send me a recipe. Wax. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. That's good. Um, oh, also, you're overthinking the thickness. Doesn't matter. It's a coaster. No one's going to be like this coaster is oh, awfully I think thick. Three eighths <laughs> and how, up. How, three quarters is too thick. That's yeah, too yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I wanted to say. Ha- three quarters is a inch, little thick for a coaster. Probably too thick, really. But like. Really, I mean, if you're like going to like sixteenth inch thin, probably too thin. But like, you don't need I think to be three eighths. Three eighths, three eighths is feet. perfect. I think three eighths is the the money. Three eighths number. is perfect, yeah. and then you put like a like a, a cork, cork cork bottom feet on it, a cork bottom, and then yeah. you soak 100%. that cork. Soak oh, cork. here we soak go. The cork. No, um. So the next question, hashtag soak the cork. <laughs> poor, poor Chad. Uh, this next question is from uh, uh, Dylan Scott. Is his name? Let me uh, let me bring up. Is that a Dylan reference? Dylan, the greatest. Yo yo, it's Dylan. He has spitting hot fire at Scott's Custom Woodworks. <laughs> so good. I'm messing with you guys. Hey, I did have a serious question though. How did you guys learn about the business side of woodworking? Um, 
should I take some business classes or, you know, I'm just trying to learn the business side of things and I wasn't really sure where to really start, I guess. So any tips or tricks would be great. Um, and thank you guys for everything you do. And you guys are awesome. I appreciate it. What, Pete? You want to go? Yeah, I want to go. Oh. All right, here's what you do. You find your nearest community college and you pee on their sign. You go to the community. <laughs> that was, that was um, no, you the community guys. Ask other people that are in the community. That's how I learned everything. The community is great. Like I, I either figured it out myself or I I just asked. I saw someone like Mike's doing shipment or Dan's doing this and whatever. Like how do you batch out this? How do you do that? Lean into the community. That's what I'm gonna say. Like really lean into it and get a CPA. I don't care how small you are. If you're making money with this, that's over the, let's say $500 per year, get a CPA, help you out with the taxes. It's going to help you a lot with your business. Mike? Uh, I would say if you're worried about your what you should do for your business, you need a CPA. Because if you aren't making the $600, you don't need to worry about your business because <clears throat> there's not a business there. You're just kind of doing this for fun. So if you if you are worried about it, look for a CPA. They don't really charge you except for their services when it's time to file. I mean, and it's going to be a few hundred bucks, but they might find a bunch of ways to get creative with your it's filing to make it. you some money. So uh, and it's not illegal. They're not going to do anything illegal. I mean, you know, there probably is CPAs that will do illegal Depends stuff. Depends on but, what CPA. Yeah, but I mean, you f- if you find a legit CPA that's you know that you trust, you're gonna find they're gonna find legal avenues f- to get you refunds. And I mean, you always like spend need- more money because you made too much money. <clears throat> you so always you can pay less in tax. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you always need to pay your taxes, uh, but you always need to get as many of those deductions as you can too. So it works yep. both ways. Get pay all your taxes and get all the deductions that you legally can. Um, but in terms of like where to go, like I mean, you just have to do it, man. I mean, you got to dive into the next thing and and then ask people questions, like Pete said. So I mean, you just kind of got to do it. Like you may not know everything you need to do for your business, uh, but ask people, like, hey, I'm running into this thing. What's the next step I should take? Um, I'm trying to think of examples. Call you know, into a podcast. Ask yeah, ask, ask us a specific question, or just reach out to us individually. We'll all, we all have different things. I mean, Dan's been doing his business for uh, for years. I'm pretty new to my business years? side of it. I'm, I'm really there. and Pete's doing his his has his. Everyone has a different perspective, and uh, lean into the people who you look up to who do that stuff. So look at reach out to them, and if they're probably going to be helpful, I'll tell you one thing: small business owners really love to see other small business owners succeed. That's something that small business owners love. Like everyone loves yep, that, yep, that yep. story. So they'll want to help you out and give you those answers. It's not like a closely guarded secret. I mean, there might be have some tactics and things they do that's closely guarded, but um, overall, they're going to be really helpful. I, I've found in my experience, I can lean into a lot of my even guys I'm in direct, you know, air quotes competition with who do the same thing as me. I've become friends with several of them in my area, and I've been able to ask them, "Hey, what about this?" And they're like, "They'll tell you the truth." You know, I mean, they'll just be straight Mike, up. Mike, you said something to us recently or if whether i don't remember if it was in an answer or whatever but like you said eight inches yes that but also you talked about other people in your market that you guys have talked about a price per whatever job yeah i mean it sounds like collusion but it's not it's not collusion it's like you establish a market value yeah no one undercuts it they uh you know, there's a guy, a few guys local to me. One of them I'm, I talk to a lot. We're, we're close. He had priced a job, and he knew after he got the job that he screwed up on the price. 
and we've all been there on things, man. I mean, we've all we've all done it. But this was a pretty big bummer for him because he really underpriced this job, and uh, it really is hard to ask your peers about something you're trying to be be good at or trying to do for help on these things. But you got to not be afraid to ask people for help. Like, hey, man, am I doing this wrong? Because the result is, as now you're creating an expectation in the marketplace that is really hard for anyone to get to. Like, I, I mean, this, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact dollar amounts, but essentially it was like a four or five thousand dollar table that you priced out for like twelve hundred bucks, and uh, that screws up the marketplace. Now this person thinks that they can reasonably go around the market and have someone hand make them a custom table for twelve hundred bucks. You can't do it. You just can't do it. It's just not reasonable. Maybe out of two by fours, maybe. Yeah, yeah, those kind of tables, Maybe. sure. Yeah, if you're getting like a construction grade piece of, of wood that's going to last you three, four years, that's it. But like these are these are bespoke, crafted, handcrafted pieces of furniture, and you just can't get it for that much. So, um, me and him had that conversation, and you know, that helps. You don't want you could be that guy, Dylan. You could be that guy that might underprice stuff, and it hurts other guys around you, and they're not going to get mad at you. But hopefully, they'll advise you and mentor you and say, hey, this is you know, think about this, think about this. Think about what if this happens. Sometimes you got to price things into jobs that might not even be an issue, uh, but it has happened in other jobs. Sometimes you just get lucky where like a job goes really smooth and like you make really good margins on it because it went smooth. Anyway, Dan, I have been self-employed since 2011. By the way, so I've been doing this. So if my math is correct, for about 10 years, maybe a little more. Um, but what these guys said is correct. Community. The community is such a great resource. Everybody wants to help one another. There are there are the outliers that are like, well, you're my competition and I'm not going to talk to you. But in general, the high percentage, they want to help one another succeed. And we talk about CPAs on this podcast quite a bit, I think. We, we bring it up every time somebody asks a business question. Get a CPA, get a CPA. What I want to stress is, a CPA is not expensive in the out, in the overall scheme of things. I pay five hundred dollars a year for my CPA. Mine's four hundred. Great deal. It's pennies. I'm going to say what this. they do for you, Dan. I'm going to say this real quick. If you're afraid to spend the money on a CPA, don't go into business for yourself. Yeah, it's nothing. You're not going to be able to do it. Five hundred dollars in a year is nothing for it's a business. Nothing. And that guy, that guy does so much for me. He emails me and texts me every month and lets me know that my sales taxes are due and where to send them. He he does all my taxes at the year, at the end of the year. He keeps everything on track for me. I literally like just give him a pile of numbers and he figures stuff out for me. A CPA is so valuable. If you want to know how to do business, get yourself a good CPA. He will, he or she will answer questions for you all the time. I can, yep. I can text That's him. Their job. I can call him. I can email him whenever I want with a question, and they usually have the answer. So you got to understand with some of these professions like CPAs, uh, I have a sales tax guy. It is in their best interest for your business to succeed. Yeah. They, yeah, because they sign on the dotted line. Their right. name is on yeah. on the, on the well, line. Not just that, but if you have a ta- if you're like for Dan's business and my business, you know, we can expect around five hundred bucks a year. But if Dan and I were pulling thirty million a year, we'd have oh yeah, it's going to be, be a, a different bracket. That guy's going to charge us yeah. a lot more because he has to manage a lot more things. And it's it it's it's in his best interest for your business to do well and to grow. That way, he can charge you more. That's right, right, yep. right. Just 
how it works. So you've got to find some of these things are dependent entirely on those things. Like, and then a lot of those guys like CPAs, they work on a lot of word of mouth. And uh, that's how they get all their business. They're other business, small business owners. That's what they yep. are. My yep. CPA they, works with a ton of small businesses. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think almost entirely small businesses. And he's great. He's great. When I go in to do my taxes, I usually go in February to do my taxes. It's like a. It's like <laughs> it's become a joke that uh, that's how we spend our Valentine's weekend or or day is we go do our taxes. But when when we show up to do our taxes. He's got a bottle of whiskey for me. Yeah. That's a good guy. You keep that guy. Oh, I oh, he's he's great. <laughs> but the bottom line is pay for a CPA. That's what they're yeah. for. Certified public accountant. They're that that so essential. For? I think so. That's <laughs> what I've always told so. myself. No, but like <laughs> seriously, like we first of all, we we do our taxes or pre-tax meeting with our CPA every year in December, early December, because that's when he tells us like Ooh, you guys are gonna have a big bill. You made you made a lot of money this year. Oh yeah. You should spend some of it on your business or things for the business to offset your bill. Or oh, you guys are doing well. This is how much you'll get back. Whatever it is, we know in December ballpark what our year is gonna look like. <coughs> so we just then you know adjust accordingly. Like oh, we need to make more money. Or we that's a thing. That's a thing. My so, CPA does. He yeah. figured out. Uh, what we do with our tax situation, and I pay quarterly estimates now for my business. Yeah. So the burden at the end of the year isn't so bad. And like last year, I actually got a little bit of a refund because I didn't do as good as we expected, which sounds bad, but it wasn't. It was it was actually great. It was it was a nice little yeah. surprise. And he he you'll, did that for us. You'll learn about new, about new cool things like depreciation schedules and how valuable oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. is to you. And all, anyway, yeah, we can go on on about this. There's a million things to learn, and you're gonna have to learn a lot of it if you really want to create a business. You're gonna need to really, really take it seriously. But yeah, ask people. Don't be yeah. afraid. Uh, this next question is from Jake Miller. It's not really a question. It's just something really nice of him to say. I love that guy. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Jake Miller with a sweet shop on Instagram. And uh, no question this week. I just wanted to call in and thank you guys. Um, the last couple of weeks, to be perfectly honest, have been, you know, complete garbage. And, uh, you know, just having the podcast to listen to and being able to, you know, jump on Instagram and see, uh, you know, see what you guys have going on in the shop as well as everybody else has, uh, you know, really helped a lot. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, just like I said, I appreciate it and, uh, keep up the good work and, uh, thanks guys. Dan. I talked to Jake quite a bit through, uh, DMS and, uh, little voice messages on Instagram and, uh, him and his wife charity are going through some really rough spots right now. Uh, I won't go into it too much because I don't know how much he wants getting out there, but uh, he's a really great guy, really great, really great guy, great guy. And bone mayo, Jake. Keep your keep your head above water, buddy, and uh, keep on keeping on. Uh, my thoughts are with you. Thanks for calling in, bud. And uh, on the note of the previous question, that's the guy that asks a lot of good questions individually to us a lot of good questions and i've single-handedly we have single-handedly watched his business go from a small hobbyist trying to get a business going to more work than the guy can handle 
Oh yeah. Uh, and unfortunately it's coming out of, you know, bad time. He's got some stuff going on, but like Jake Miller is killing it. Like, I'm just going to say, it. I'm going to shout no. him out. Like he's killing it. He's absolutely killing he it. He just he's, took a, he just took a he, very large job of like renovating some vans. Remember when we, when we were talking about the, the, he had the, the sliding barn doors or whatever. He was making like a bunch of them. That was a big job. And now he's doing like, he's working with a company that renovate, renovates like camper vans. Yeah. He's just knocking them out on a CNC. And he's, he's at that point where like where Mike is, where he's like, I'm my, raise your prices. I need more prices. Yes. He has to, (laughs) but he's like, I need, I need a bigger CNC. I need more CNCs. Yeah, he was talking to me about buying my Swift. I mean, Jake's a great guy. I yeah. talk to him regularly. He's a good dude. Good guy. Really solid guy. So it really is. is and a he's grown he's his through. business. So he's so. learned some things. He's from a talented mistakes. guy. Yeah. Hit him up. All right. Let's move on to this next one. We're this is a this is a long episode, guys. Uh Mercury's getting it? their money worth. Eh, we're an hour and twenty. Um Welcome. Ma- <laughs> Moses Cho has oh, this. Just chosen Mo. Mo Mo Cho Chojo Chosa. Mo Mo. Mo. Hey guys, it's Moses Chose and Craft and okay. Hey, um, mm-hmm. have you guys ever not met your deadline before? Um, probably not now, unless something drastic happens. But you know, earlier in your career, your your small business, your whatever. Um, yeah, asking for a friend, Dan. Uh, more often than not, actually, I've, I've since learned not to give too much of a a hard deadline or a hard time of delivery. I'll tell my clients, (laughs) I I tell my clients these days, you know, it's going to be six to 18 weeks or something like that. (laughs) But in, in the early, in the early days of DDWW, you know, I, I, gave my clients like a hard deadline because I thought it would push me to get done faster. But as you all know, things happen. Life gets in the way. Hurdles happen. You you stumble upon something. You're like, Oh my God, this is going to set me back for two, three days, you know? So of course, of course I've been there. I've been there. It stinks, but you have to like, you have to get a hold of your client. You have to manage their expectations. You have to smooth out the crinkles, so to speak, and uh, you have to let them know what's going on. You have to be. You have to keep that open communication. I feel like that's key. Super key. Open communication. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to bullcrap your way through it. Be open and honest, Pete. I agree. Hundred percent. I so I mentioned earlier that I there's been two times where I I fell behind on a request because I was I just lost track of it because I wasn't tracking them right. I had too many of them coming in, and it was custom jobs that I was taking on too many of, and and I fell behind. And when they reached out to me, like, hey, just wanted to touch base. I was like, holy smokes! How'd you find my number? Like, (laughs) I am I am a week weeks whatever behind. I am so sorry. I'm sending you this and then some, or I am sending you this at no cost to you. I want to repair that. So I used to work for Apple, whatever. One of their biggest sayings was to repair. How do you repair a relationship? I worked in the genius bar, which is where you repaired relationships. How do you repair a relationship? 
you know, like their person's coming in hot. So same, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> full all the whole nine inches. Did you have a room. special room for that, or just yes, do it out? It's called a genius room. Ah, yeah, thousand dollar lap dances. Uh, well, so I know where I'm going tomorrow. No, but that that's a real thing. Like you want it, and there was actually a lot of questions in regards to this today. But like repairing relationships. If you're a maker in a community, you're a one man shop. You're your marketing. You're your production, uh, sales, shipping. You're the one guy. Or gal, whatever. And it's exhausting. You, yeah, it's exhausting. It's a, it's very exhausting. Like we're three guys, and like I mean, we have help in a shop once in a while, but most of the time it's just us. And the level of production we do is what some businesses businesses do. Like as like a multiple person business, you know, they'll sell this many pieces a year or whatever. So like, it's a if you don't meet a deadline, be transparent, communicate well. Customer service is key because word of mouth is what's going to make or break you. At this level, absolutely. 100%. 100%. This isn't like you're not a big company. You're a one-stop shop. And if you're active in this community, it's going to make or break you. Mike, what do you think? Uh, Vague deadlines is really important on big projects obviously on small projects it's like i gotta yeah. i try to be really aggressive <laughs> yeah that goes that. back to the template comment yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> so um the, five uh, to ten weeks want, on the template you want bow ties 16 weeks so <laughs> like I, I try to keep it vague but you i mean i'm not i'm just gonna be reiterating what dan pete said but i mean you you got to be very honest keep them apprised of the pro i the main thing i want is for my customer experience to be very good I invested in software so that it feels like a, a professional outfit here. I send them a link. They fill out a thing online. They can see their everything going on there. We can communicate through that way. It keeps things really professional. I mean, it keeps things really nice, and and I think it yes. adds to the customer service experience. And, you know, I've got a poker table in my shop right now that I really probably should have had done last month. And But I had told the customer, hey, I've got this other big table, that uh, Elm table, and that's going to kind of dictate my schedule for the next few months. Uh, if I can't get that out of there fast enough, I don't really even have the room to build your table. And that's just a fact. My shop was, is so small currently um, until I get into this new shop. You I got can't, a bigger shop, dude. Yeah, right. For reals. So I can't even like I, – I told them that. But I still feel bad that I couldn't get to them last month, you know. But they're like, hey, it's cool. I mean, it really is cool. We get we know we're getting a custom thing here. So they're really cool. But part of but that is – talking to them the whole time. But I'm talking to them. Right. Exactly. So they're, yes. they're, they're knowing that what's happening and I'm keeping them apprised. And they're following my social media. I mean, they're they're friends of ours. So they know what's going on and they know I'm not going to uh, screw them over. But not every customer follows along on that journey, on that whole path. And, and if you don't inform them of what's going on – uh, they're gonna feel left in the lurch, and that's bad. Like, as any, if you're a customer and you ever get that happen to you, uh, that your your vendor is not taking care of you, you're you're you have bad taste in your mouth. You're probably never gonna go to them ever again. But if you can turn that around and rescue it, uh, if you can save that, and even if you deliver it late, but they feel like you were still handling it and taking care of them, I think you're net positive at the end of that um transaction. So, Dan, you had your hand up. Yeah, one of the things that made me a successful photographer was uh, a, a motto that I adopted, and I can't remember where I got it from, but it, it goes like, people may not always remember the product, but they are always, always going to remember how you made them feel. Feel. Yes. yes. And I take that with me into the woodworking uh, stuff, and I feel like it's important. 
people will always remember how you make them feel. Not so much the product. They they might be happy with the product, but if you make them feel like trash or unrespected or unheard or ignored, they're going to remember that. So you have to make them feel heard, respected, and important and like a rock star almost. People are going to remember that more than the product itself. It's true. And I think that's important. Yeah, it 100%. Is. Yeah. It I mean, is. that's why like that's why I have a strong connection to uh, Matt and Damien here because uh, like, I know their names. <laughs> I talk to them every day. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, They're Paul. Oh, me. All right. That is the show. Big thanks to Mirka. Is that the show? I want to keep going. It was a good show. It was a good show. Big thanks to Mirka. You guys are awesome. Big thanks to our patrons. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you to everyone who shares the show. Uh, Go check us all out on all the local places or on the regular places. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Etsy. Check check out the podcast on TikTok because there will be one tomorrow morning. Podcast (gasps) has a TikTok. I may have already made one. Oh, thank you. The podcast is... is, Thanks, Pete. uh, I'm going to sleep in. (laughs) And the The, Yelp, but we're waiting for approval. (laughs) Podcast is on TikTok. Podcast is on Etsy. We got some shirts over there. We actually need to talk after the show, guys, about how we're going to list the tumblers over there. Um, And then we're going to... But there's stuff over there if you want to support the show. If you want to support us individually, please check out all of our Etsy stores. We sell merch. We've got items we could sell. If you have something that, you know... Just check out our stores. Give us if you want to support us that way. That's great. The best way to support the podcast uh, that's free is to just share it. So share it in your stories. Share it wherever you can. Share it with your friends and family. So if you want a re- template, best I can do is three weeks. I can get it to you in three days. Uh, big thanks to uh, you know three minutes. Dan and Pete, you guys are awesome. So three minutes. DP and big- evening. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, you you no. missed it. You missed nope. it. Mike. That's it getting edited out. One day you out. weren't there. No, it's... This is sponsored, Pete. Yeah, Dan and Pete. In the <laughs> no, evening. no, I understand. You were late. We started our own show. <laughs> DP in the evening. Please stop doing that with your hands. Okay, so big thanks to everyone thanks who supports the show. <laughs> no, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Be sure to check the uh, Another Woodshop Podcast YouTube, YouTube channel for the pre-show live. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye-bye. 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 Love you. Long time. Love you.